You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can follow along with the notes for this message and get better connected with our church by visiting church2911.com connect. Now, here's Pastor Rick or another member of our team with this week's message. Okay, so I want to say this before we jump into this. I want you to really understand, okay? I don't have a bone to pick today. You, you ever been in a church service where it sounded like the preacher had a bone to pick? You ever felt like he had a bone to pick and it was just with you? You know, that nobody else was in the room. It's everybody was listening to a sermon that was all about you. He just had a bone to pick with you. I don't have a bone to pick. I, I want you to know that I didn't think up this sermon last week. Didn't come up with this sermon series title a couple of weeks ago. This is something that Praying with God as I normally do in the la- normally normally toward the t- beginning of fall or something, start praying about next year, next year, next year. And this this has been on my. I mean, it, it's a wonder I can preach this in thirty minutes, you know, because all the time a little bit of joke there, right? But the time the time that is spent there in all of this time, I want you to know. This is something, and I don't believe it began with me. So that, that's what I'm really telling you. I believe this began. In the throne room of God. I believe the, the things he wants to say to you. And li- listen, I'll stumble over a word here or there. I, I might even forget a word. I might have to throw one out that doesn't really, do, doesn't really uh, explain because I forget a word. I can't come up with a word. I, I'll struggle with that. But what the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you today is so powerful. Something that he's been wanting to tell you. I know at least for three months but probably a lot longer than that. I want you to understand that. We're talking about the dream, and we're talking about living the dream. We're talking about seeing some real, real things happen in our life. Things of consequence happen in our life. Powerful, blessed, joyous, peaceful, beautiful things happening in our life. This is what God wants you to, and so I, I, I want you to think, the things I've got to share with you today, I am so burdened for you to hear this, because I want you to live in the dream. I, I, w- I want you to stop looking every, every January 1st, looking back at last January 1st, well, you know what, I'm pretty much the same place I was last year. Maybe made a little, but probably made a little progress here, and two steps forward, one step back kind of thing. I want to see you living the dream, so I want you to hear now, I want, to, I want you to hear what the Holy Spirit says to you today, okay? So what is this, the dream? Okay, we're not talking about, we're not talking about the American dream. Not talking about the Madison Avenue dream that is sold to us in every commercial and every advertisement, every billboard. We're not talking about the Hollywood dream and, you know, and, and what's portrayed in movies as being the dream. We're, we're not even talking about your dream, okay? I want you to get that. I'm not talking today about what you dream. I'm talking about the dream. And not, not a dream of a, of a problem-free life. I think that's what a lot of it is. I just wish the problems would go away. That, that's not the dream. The dream is, is so much bigger and deeper and richer and fuller and powerful and more beautiful than all of that. See, the dream is God's dream or God's dream is the dream. It is his dream that is the dream. And I know, you know what, when, when I say that kind of a thing, 
I think some people, some people say, oh, oh you're talking about giving up my dream for God's dream. And, and they look at that as a negative, but man, this is, this is powerful. Go, go to that next slide for me, if you will. There we go. The God's dream is the big, the big amazing, awesome, audacious, and bodacious dream is God's, and it's not yours. And that's, that's good news. That's great news. You know, it, it doesn't belong to you, but it's his dream, but he's dreaming it over you. So if you want this big, amazing, awesome, audacious, and bodacious dream, first of all, you got to understand who owns the dream. He owns that dream. He's the only one that can dream that big and that amazing and that awesome and that audaciously and that bodacious. He's the only one that can dream that big. It is his dream, but he's dreaming it over you. So how is it? Four, four things I want to tell you this morning about his dream and about how it is his dream that, that you've got to get. Because I, I, think, I think this is one of the ways, one of the areas where, where we blow it most of all is we, we we begin to think the dream is our, you know, God wants to help us get what we're dreaming of. And I don't see that anywhere in Scripture. I don't see that anywhere. I, I, I've heard some people preach it. I've heard some people sing it. But I don't see it in Scripture. Because that's, you know, what he wants for you is the very absolute best he can give to you. And you know what? That's probably not what you're dreaming. You know, so, so let's talk a little bit about that. Okay, next slide. Since, since it is God's dream, it's his dream, it is a better dream because his way is a better way. Okay? His way is a better way. Now, what, think about it. What your way is. This is from our devotions this week, our Living the Dream devotions. Uh, history proves over and over again that when humanity decides what is good or evil on their own, we inevitably end up deciding that what is good is basically whatever is easiest, safest, or most pleasing to ourselves, and this always ends badly. That our way is what's easy, safe, and pleasing, right? I mean, that's what we want. My dream is about easy, safe, and pleasing, <laughs> right? Come on, think about it. Your way is about easy, safe, and pleasing. And that always ends badly when that's what we go for first. But when we go for the dream, what we find out, we go for the dream, what we find out is that easy and safe and, 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 and even the pleasing part, that kind of gets taken care of in the middle of all of it. That it's actually part of it and it's there as well. That, that, but that's not what we should go after. See, that's, that's the way we dream and that's the way we want to live our life. That's the way we choose. But what's God's choice? Here, here's God, like this week, in our devotions, we talked about Jesus. He, he claimed to be the way, the truth, the life. His way is the way. And it doesn't get tied up in traffic or detoured by obstacles. For just a moment. Pause when we're right here. Think about it. Do you ever feel like when you're chasing the dream, everything else seems to get in the way? You ever have days like that? That when you got, anybody, does anybody besides me feel like you live by a to-do list? You know, and you got all these, I'm going to get all these things done today, but then boom, everything gets in the way. Everyone else has a to-do list that somehow supersedes mine over my own life. And I don't get there. I, I, I have roadblocks, I have obstacles, I have detours all the time. But you know what? God's way never gets detoured. It never, it never gets, uh, gets hindered. He never gets tied up in traffic because God's got the, you know, y'all know what GPS is, right? God's got this spiritual GPS that he doesn't just see what's happening. He sees what's about to happen. That God knows stuff that you and I don't know. 
that he doesn't just know about the hindrances and roadblocks that are in our life already. He knows about the ones that are going to hit us tomorrow. And so when we're following his way, we're actually walking around stuff. We're getting by stuff. We're getting over stuff that hasn't even happened yet. I can't preach that long about all these. His truth is the truth, and it doesn't get confused or lost in the search. Have you ever been on a been on a, a struggle for some direction or wisdom and maybe you turn to God you know and, and sometimes you turn to God by asking somebody else that you got a lot of confidence in or whatever or or maybe maybe you turn to a, a song or something like that or, but you're searching for truth or you're searching for wisdom you're searching for direction and you just start getting confused you know God scripture says that God is not the author of confusion so if you start searching and you begin to get confused or I don't know about you but I felt like I just got lost sometimes I have felt like I just got lost in the middle of searching for what is what is truth or what is real or what is the direction that I need to go if you ever get that understand that that wasn't from God you know back up a little bit and start that search over and realize that maybe you got connected to some feeling or something deep inside of you instead of something deep inside of him because his truth is the truth and it never is confusing it never contradicts itself and it never will get you lost and his his life is the life and it is abundant Jesus didn't come to give us some life a life he came to give us the life and he says life more abundantly see sim simply speaking right here God's way is the best way that, that that's basically what this whole long point that I've now spent eight minutes on that this this whole long point is all about is that his way is the best way how is that here, let's go a little deeper into that okay here's the second thing the next slide his dream is more powerful more awesome more beautiful than anything you and I can ever dream I mean that this is one of the reasons it's so such good news to hear that the dream is his dream because he can dream things that are so much more powerful than you and I can dream. okay like like this because his dream for me isn't limited by my weaknesses you know when I dream you know if if I dream I, you know, I'm dreaming about this stuff, but then I, I got to come to the realization that, you know, I can't really do all of this. I, my weaknesses get in the way. My resources get in the way. My connections get in the way. You, you know what I'm talking about? It's like I'm dreaming to get here with my finances, but my finances are not going to get me there, and my talents aren't going to get me there, and my, my abilities aren't going to get me there, my resources. And then my connections, I, I, you know, I, I, who am I going to ask to help me get that job, or, or, or who's my connection to help me, help me get that sale done? Who, who is, you know, and and my, my weaknesses, my resources, my connections, even my own ability to dream, they hinder my dream, but they don't hinder God's dream. What, what I'm saying here is, is that whatever he dreams, your weakness doesn't hinder that dream. Your resources or lack of resources will not hinder the dream that God has for you. Your connections, it doesn't matter who you know and, or who everybody else knows that you don't know. 
Your connections cannot hinder the dream that God is dreaming over your life. And, and your little puny inability to dream. Man, I was talking to somebody this week, and they were just sharing. Just sharing about, uh, about how, how this time last year they were looking at their journal, and they said, you know, I was asking for this one little thing, and God just gave me a bunch of them. I was asking, I was asking God, just let me do this one little thing. I, I just pray I get to do this one little thing. And now, now I'm about to step into a place of leading this one little thing. You see, that's, that's the way our dreams are, our, our inabilities are. But none of, none of that, none of my weaknesses, none of my resources, none of my connections, not even my ability to dream, hinders the dream that God has for my life. You can't do it. Okay, so let's recap here before we move on. Here's, here's, here's what we're saying in these first two points. Is I dream right here, and I have a hard time getting to that dream. I struggle getting to that. God dreams up here, and nothing gets in his way of the dream. He can fulfill it all. That's what this point is. So, so when, we, when we say the dream is God's dream, that's a reason for celebration and shouting and rejoicing because, because he's dreaming up here, and, and, and my weaknesses and my resources and my connections, they're not going to keep God from bringing that kind of a dream into my life. So that's a reason to say, thank God it's his dream that is the dream. Now, so my weaknesses, my resources, my connections, my ability to dream, those don't get in God's way. But, oh man, we've been talking, this has been really good stuff. Pastor, you've got to throw a butt in there, right? Got to throw a nevertheless in there. Why couldn't we just keep on going? This sounds really awesome. Because, even though I say all that stuff, sometimes we're still waddling like ducks, aren't we? All right, if you don't know what that means, then listen to the podcast from last week, okay? Last, it's, it's the Kierkegaard parable, Kierkegaard's parable of the ducks. Awesome, awesome story. Not my story, it's Kierkegaard's, but awesome story there. But we're, just, we're waddling with ducks instead of soaring with eagles. We're waddling around like a duck instead of soaring like an eagle. And why is that? You see, that's why I've got, I've got to throw this one, this third point, okay? It, it's, it's the negative. Let me, let me throw the negative at you, okay? Because, I mean, let's be honest. We aren't living the dream. Most of us aren't living the dream. You know, and I say that all the time when somebody asks me, what's 2911 when it's on my shirt, you know? And I share with them, that's one of the things I share if I've got time, is that most of us, even people who are Christians, most of us aren't really living the dream. There's something wrong here. If we're not living the dream, there's something wrong here. Let's dig in for just a moment and see what's wrong here because here it is. Weaknesses, resources, connections, they don't, but our humanity is often a huge obstacle to the dream that God wants to put in our life. We're still waddling like ducks. You know, we, we like one of the things we do, you know, is, is, uh, is we'll, we'll pick an easier way to fix things in our life than the real way. You know, like duct tape. Anybody got duct tape at home? You know, duct tape fix anything, right? That's what, that's what we say, right? I used duct tape this past week. Had a couple of balloons get loose in the house, you know, and I couldn't reach them. I used some duct tape, taped some things together. We got it down, right? I mean, duct tape will fix everything. You know, that's what we think. But does duct tape really fix anything? But that's the way we do sometimes. Like, like you know, uh, say, I'm going to start walking five minutes a day instead of changing my diet to something that will actually make me healthier. We do that kind of thing, don't we, physically? And we do it spiritually also. Our humanity can get in the way of God's dream. Now, if I were preaching to a really, really traditional congregation today, I would have said our flesh. 
but I wasn't sure if everybody would get that flesh, okay? Our flesh, our humanity, our carnality, who we are because we were born into sin, it gets in the way of this big, amazing, awesome, audacious, and bodacious dream that God is dreaming over our life. So what do we need to do? Well, we talked a little bit about this in the devotions that were written specifically for you, 2911, this past week about dream killers. We have to delete the dream killers out of our life. There is a battle going on for your soul. I mean, you can't just show up and everything just be on Sunday, you know, shake hands and everything and, everything just, and everything's just going to work out. There's a, bat, there's a war on for your soul. Okay, now here's some things, you know, to think about movies, music, lust, relationships, peers, social media, popularity, pride, envy, materialism, advertising, greed, anger. And then David wrote in Psalm chapter 101, verse 3, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. So you can recognize that's King James, right? Because that mine eyes, right? I like that, though. I, I, like, I will set, I mean, it's, it sounds like somebody back in old England, just, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. It's like said with, it just sounds like it's said with more power. I've, de, I've decided, I've determined. Now, what's a wicked thing? Well, porn, that's a wicked thing, right? Right? That's not the only wicked thing, though. See, I think that's what happens sometimes when we, when we preach, we don't, don't dig on in a little bit. We think, oh, he's talking about those people that watch porn, that look at porn and everything. There's a lot of wicked things. Like movies? Now listen, every movie in the world is not a wicked movie, right? But what is, what is David saying here? If there's a wicked movie, I'm not going to sit down and watch it. Every, every song, every bit of music is not bad. We've been enjoying, we were enjoying worshiping God through music just a little bit ago. But if there is a wicked song, I'm not going to set it before my ears, I guess, right? I'm not going to listen to it. I, I'm not going to have that. Or, or like lust. Now, now, lust, that's one that we always say is negative, right? But the word lust isn't, act, isn't actually always negative because lust just means intense desire. Okay, so if, if I have a lust for life and a lust for my family, and I have, that just means I've got an intense desire for life and for my family and for and for the community that's not a bad thing but when there is wicked lust that's what I should not set before my eyes or relationships there are good ones and there are bad ones and if I see get this if I want to get to the dream I need to start killing the things that are killing the dream in my life and so you, I, you got the point there I mean going through a lot of these things that they're not they're not bad in and of themselves, a lot of them. But if they are bad, those are the things that we have to delete from our lives. And that's, that's one of the first and hardest steps a lot of people have to make to get there. Because, and you know, I think here's one of the ways we kind of miss this is because we hear over and over and over, salvation is free. Yes, it is. Salvation is free. But you want some blessings with that? You want the dream with that? Not that eternal dream but you want the dream right here right now for that with that then that requires some listening and some obedience I, I gotta hurry right here okay so but it's not just the dream killers we also need to delete the dream distractors from our life not just the things that would kill the dream but the the things that may be good and okay but that would distract us from life look here's a scripture that is one of the most misquoted, misused, misunderstood scriptures in all the Bible, I believe, especially today in the day that you and I live. 
And it's 1 Corinthians 6, 12. There's also, Paul pretty much repeats this same verse almost completely, exactly, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23. I, I, I don't really know why, except it sounds like that, to me, that would mean it has some emphasis, okay? Here's what Paul says, you need, and you need to get this. And, and uh, if this is a scripture you've used a lot of times, you need to look and get this and understand it's not saying what a lot of people say it means today, okay? Paul says, I have the right to do anything you say. Paul says, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything you say, but Paul says, I will not be mastered by anything. Okay, a couple of things there. First of all, this. Is everything right for me to do? Do I have the right to do anything that I want to do? Is murder okay? Is, so, I mean, because if you take, well, I mean, the way some people interpret that today, you say, well, I, I can murder and still go to heaven. You know, or I could do this. That, is it okay? Is that, does that mean I have the right to cheat? to lie, to steal, that I have the right to physically, emotionally, mentally, or sexually abuse other people in my life. Obviously, that is not what this verse is saying, right? I mean, what is he saying? He said, you say you have the right to do anything, Paul says, but everything that you say you have the right to do isn't expedient for you. It isn't good for you. You may say it's lawful, but it's not going to get you to the dream. Oh, yeah, let's go to that next slide because that's exactly what it's saying right there. Some things that we claim as a right don't lead us to the dream, but actually keep us from it. Okay, now, now I'm probably talking more to church people when I'm talking about this verse right here and this part right here. But if you hear this, then understand that now that's not what that verse was saying. Okay, if you if you hear that if you hear that theology that someone to give you out of that verse, things that we claim is it's my right. He's made me free, but the things that you may say are right and okay, they won't lead you to the dream, and they actually may deter you from it, keep you from it, slow you down from getting there. And you know what? Some of you some of you need to have that you know V8 moment. Okay, now I get it. Like it's a it's a well duh. Okay, now I get it. Is because we're not talking about free salvation. We're talking about getting the dream. And the dream can be killed. The dream can be deterred. The, the, the dream can be detoured. All of those things can happen. It can, it can, be, it can be derailed in our life. Let me, let me give you just a few right here. And here's the first one, idleness and procrastination. Now, you and I know that if, if our lives are full of idleness and procrastination, we know how that's going to impact our careers, right, and our jobs. What about our spirituality? If we are spiritually idle and not doing that awesome thing that God has created us to do, then we're not going to be making progress. Or if we procrastinate, spiritually procrastinate, well, yeah, you, you know, you said, uh, let's, let's, let's really, you know, take advantage of that moment and everything. Well, I know we're going to sing one more song, but I'll sing next week really hard, and I'll really get into it, and I'll enjoy that and all of that. Or, or I, I know, well, I know you say, let's... Uh, Let's jump into the devotions. I missed last week, so I didn't know about the devotions. And so now I've already missed one week, so I'll just wait till next time you have devotions that you, you know, that, that the staff has written. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll wait till that time. Or I, I know you said small groups are going to start in a couple of weeks, and you know what? Seems like September is just a good time to start new things for me, so I think I'll wait till that semester or whatever. When, when you're procrastinating, you're derailing the dream. It, it maybe, maybe you're doing things that you have the right to do, but you're keeping the dream from happening in your life. 
You're keeping the dream from heaven. I'll get up and go to church next time, next Sunday. I'll, I'll, I'll pray next time. I, I, I got too much to say to, to, to linger there, okay? But that's one of the things that you have the right to do, but it's keeping you from the dream. Or here's another one, reading without listening and listening without changing. And, you, you know, this is crazy, isn't it? Because the reason we read is to hear, understand, to listen, right? And the reason we listen is to make some change that is going to impact. But we almost sometimes just make the decision in our life, well, I'm, I'm hearing it, but I, I, I just don't think I'm going to make any changes. I'm going to keep hearing this, and maybe it's going to change me. But just hearing something doesn't change. You've got to make the decision. Reading without listening or listening without changing, it's your right, but it's going to keep you from getting to the dream. Or here's another one, permissive will. Permissive will. I got that in quotes. You know why? Because I don't think it's a real thing. Now, now uh, I'd be glad to have that argument with you. You want to have lunch one day this week? Just let me know, okay? Uh, you know, but, but I hear people say this all the time. I used to hear it all the time. If you don't know what this is, you can stick your fingers in your ears and don't listen to it because I don't really want you to pick this up, okay? <laughs> or or it might be good for you to listen to just so in case somebody says this to you. But basically, this is what it is. is well, I know that God is telling me I need to do this, but I believe, I think that it's okay that God will look over it if I go ahead and do this and, and, and I've still got my salvation and all that and all that. Okay, then if, that, if that's what you want to do, but understand, if it is that permissive will of God that he's overlooking it, that's a thing that doesn't get you to the dream. You see, immaturity, spiritually speaking, spiritual immaturity asks, can I? Can I get away with it? Can I squeeze this in too? Can I? Can I? But spiritual maturity asks, should I? Should I risk this thing that may keep me from the dream? Should I follow this path that is not headed to the dream? And should I lead people who are watching me, maybe even following me, should I lead them down this path? That's the difference. That's the difference. Have we got this? Do you understand? I'm telling you, you, you've got permission to do things. You've got rights to do things. But you've got to decide if you want good or best. You've got to decide if you want good or great. You've got to decide if you want eh or awesome. If you want the big, amazing, awesome, audacious, bodacious dream that God is dreaming over you, then you have to decide. And you have to go after it. So here's, here's, the, here's the last thing. I told you four things. Here's the last one. This won't be as long. Since it is his dream, we can't reach it without him. You, you cannot, if it's his dream, you can't get there without him. That last song we sang, let's sing it again right now. I, thank you, Brother Phil. Y'all just jump in. It, 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 I can't get there without him. Because it's up here. I want it, but I can't get there without him. If you want Nick Saban's success, then you have to embrace his process. Imagine a defensive back, and I don't want to get over anybody's head football speaking here and everything, but imagine a defensive back that the defensive set, set is called, and, and one defensive back says, but I don't want to cover this guy. I want to cover this guy, and he goes over here. What do you think is going to happen? Well, they're going to call a timeout because somebody's out of position. Nick Saban is going to blow a gasket, and that boy's going to be standing on the sidelines for the rest of the game. 
imagine one of his coaches deciding, well, this week I'm going to teach my own technique instead of the one coach wants me to teach. That afternoon, that guy's going to be looking for a job, right? If you, want his, if you want his success, you have to embrace his process. Oh, Chick-fil-A, you want their success? You have to go by their recipe. You know, now, I don't know if you've had any dealings with Chick-fil-A. I have in, in, in events and things, uh, some big events that we did with students years ago. And, uh, and I tell you, they, they don't change the recipe. And I'm not just talking about the one over their chicken. I'm talking about the whole recipe, those cows and everything like that. No, they don't change their message, all those kinds of things. But imagine, imagine an employee going in and saying, I think this could be better. And they get in the back and they start tweaking the recipe. They start improving the recipe. I bet they either get reassigned to a different place or they get let go to go find another job. Because if you want Chick-fil-A success, you have to go by their recipe. Or Greyhound. Anybody ever been on a Greyhound bus besides me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know Greyhound is 106 years old? You know, they've been around a long time, and they're still around, even though, even though you know, most of us all have our own cars, and so we don't use buses anymore. Last year, every, every year, they transport 18 million people every year. Now, that's success, that they can do that, you know? I mean, when we're on our GPS, and we're still getting lost, right? And they get all those people there to the right place all the time. But you know what? If you want their success, then you have to accept their roots. You have to go by their roots, their routes, where, where, where you want to pronounce it there, right? Imagine a driver on his first day. He gets hired. He gets in there, and he's driving down the road carrying all these people, and he says, hey, people, hey, I know my route here says I'm supposed to go this way, but a long time ago, my dad showed me this shortcut, so we're going to go this way. You know, anybody's dad ever shown them a shortcut? I bet this guy gets the opportunity to find a new job that afternoon, too, whenever he gets to the place he's supposed to get. Because, because people, kids didn't accept a scholarship to go to Alabama to do it somebody else's way. People don't line up around the building at Chick-fil-A to eat your recipe. And people don't get on that bus to go the route that somebody just decides at the last minute let's do but the one that's tried and true. And so if you want God's success, if you want God's dream for you, that big, amazing, awesome, audacious, and bodacious dream, then you have to embrace his process. You have to accept his recipe. You have to go by his route, his direction of how to get there. And I'm out of time, but I gotta give you this real quick. Last thing, okay? Let's, just a little bit of practicalities right here. I'm gonna run through them as fast as I can. Do things that lead to the dream. Now, we talked about getting rid of stuff that get in the way, but we've also got to do stuff that get us to the dream. Here's the first one. Upgrade your habits. Whatever you're doing that's good, do it better. Upgrade your habits, okay? Whatever you're doing that's good. You're, you're, you're not where you want to be yet, so you can say, man, I'm doing good in this, but if you're doing good, there, then do it a little better. Upgrade your habits. Appreciate the moment you have. That, that procrastination thing, there's so many people say, you know, that, that, that say, I'll do it next time, or the whatever. Appreciate this moment. Not the moment when you have more opportunity, right? I hear that all the time. I, I, I'll have more opportunity later. There's a better time for me. There's no time like the present. 
I, I believe that's almost a, uh, almost a paraphrase of, of Scripture. Because Scripture says today is the day of salvation. This moment, em embrace the moment, appreciate the moment you have. Work on your health. Let me say this really, really quick, okay? Is, uh, and, and I hope this doesn't just slap you in the face the way I'm going to say it. I'm going to just say it so I, I hurry up right here. Is, you know, you can't really expect God to help you with that sugar thing or that cholesterol thing if you're binging on Krispy Kreme all the time. Okay? Work on your health. You are not just stewards of his money. You are stewards of the health that he put inside your body. You know, so, so all those areas. Be more thankful 24-7. Not just the 20-25-minute just the, the, the 20, worship set on Sunday morning. All week long. Not just when somebody's singing you the song. Sing your own song. You know, and, and I saw something in an article not too long ago. It's one of the best ways to, to be more thankful is to take five minutes a day and empathize with people around you. Look around and see how much better you've got it than somebody else, and it'll help you be more thankful. Uh, con uh, connect to people who are closer to Jesus than you are and who are stronger in their faith than you are. Connect to people like that. One of the best places to do that is, you know where? Two weeks from now, sign up for a small group. And you will be able to connect with people who are closer to Jesus than you and stronger in your faith than you are. And, and, and when, you say, when you say, well, you know, I'm doing all right. We weren't talking about doing all right today. Not preaching about doing all right. Come on, somebody help me. I'm not preaching about doing all right. I'm preaching about the dream. You want the dream. Connect to people who are a little closer to it than you. Connect to somebody who's closer to Jesus, somebody who is stronger in their faith than you. Uh, pray constantly. Talk to God all the time. Uh, feed your soul and your mind. If you didn't get the devotions this past week, text the word devotions to that number right there, 205-476-2911, and jump in the middle of these devotions. These are, these are our devotions. We didn't pick these up somewhere. These are our devotions for us in the place that God has us right now where he wants to get us. I mean, the best thing you can do is get in the middle of all of this and, and feed your soul and mind. Ah, I've got more things to say that I just don't have time. And go deeper. You know, you can do that devotion in five minutes, right? I mean, those of you who've been doing it this week, you could do it in five minutes. But don't. Go deeper. Think about it all, not, all, all day long. Pray about it all day long. Think about those things and go deeper. Or like this sermon, if, if the Holy Spirit is speaking something to you, make a note of it and dig deeper into it. This week. Go look at the scriptures on the, the sermon notes page this week and, and go deeper into them and, and say, say, ask him and say, Holy Spirit, tell me what is it you're trying to say to me in these things. Go deeper in all that. Or, or a great song. I mean, don't just say, man, that was good. I'm sorry that it's over. Take that song somewhere. Were. I mean, if you've got a cell phone now, you can listen to that song all week long, you know, and, and just go deeper with it and deeper with it. And then here's, here's the last thing. Tomorrow you're going to get a survey. Listen, if we have your email address, you're going to get a survey. Now, if we don't have your email address, we can't send it to you. So let me encourage you. Write it down on a piece of paper and drop it in those offering bags on your way out the door. Or if you don't have a piece of paper, there's a lot of people around you who got notepads, or, but there, or there's a card right there beside you uh, that you, know, you almost sat on before you sat down. Write it on there and drop it in those bags, okay? Because here's what we use this for. We check this, to, this annual survey back to, back to last year, you know, the previous years, to see how we're doing as a church, to see if we feel like we're growing, to see if we feel like we're making progress, okay? That's why we use it, all right? But you can use it as a baseline. Write down your answers to those things. How much I'm praying. How much I'm reading my Bible. How much I'm doing these things. Write down your answers right now and set you a reminder. Put it, put it on your calendar a year from now so that when you look back at it or when that, you know, a year from now when it comes up, you'll see those things and you can say, am I doing any better than this? Use it as a baseline. You've been listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. 
If you have a prayer need, our prayer team and staff would love to pray with you. You can send us your prayer request by using the email address prayer at church2911.com. If you would like to know more about our church, including information about our weekly services, please check out church2911.com. Thank you for listening. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.